Hey, the whole knows. Let's talk hardy hibiscus. Ew, hibiscus, we often think tropical, but the Midwest and the eastern part of the U.S. is a native homeland to hibiscus muscutus, and that is the large flowering hibiscus, the, you know, the ones that have the plate size. You know, some people say dinner plate size, but salad plate even. Just very, very large, large tropical looking flowers. Actually native to the U.S. Now a lot of the breeding that we're seeing the results of the really intense coloring and the dark leaves, the dark red leaves, you know, with maybe a bright pink flower. Those, a lot of that breeding, the crossbreeding has been done with other hibiscus from other parts of the world in order to get the colors and the height and the form uh, that is kind of desired in the gardens of today. But the origins of all of that breeding are from native U.S. plants, which is pretty outstanding when you when you stop to think about it. Um, hardy hibiscus are really quite tolerant. You know, we're talking about the large flowering, not the Rose of Sharon, which has the smaller, um, same same type of flower on it, but smaller. And the the uh, Rose of Sharon or the Hibiscus Syriacus is an Asian-oriented plant, um, native native to other parts of the world, and a lovely plant and very hardy for us even in in northern climates. But it is a different plant. It is a shrub. It is a woody shrub, something that does not die back to the ground. And while a lovely plant and a, and a good addition to many gardens, the one, I'm, the one I'm referring to is the big flowering, truly a perennial plant. So the stems do die back to the ground every year and it will shoot up new growth in the spring. And one of the things I do want to point out about this plant is because it does die back, and you don't see anything coming up early in the spring, many gardeners will dig it up and get rid of it thinking it's dead because it is a really, really, really late starter in the growing season. So we're talking oftentimes the end of May into June before you start to see some growth starting. So for some that really is the death knell for some for some gardeners, like if you're not growing, you're out of here. Um, if you want to put a hibiscus in, the hardy hibiscus, be patient and give it some time to really wake up in the spring. This is this is one of those like like the adults and the kids that put the covers over their head and say, "Yeah, I'm not ready." That's one of those plants. So just give it a give it a little bit of time to get going and and after that it's really a, quite an easy plant to play with and to place in the garden uh, there were some brothers out of nebraska who did wonderful wonderful breeding work on cold hardiness and also shorter stature on on the hibiscus so normally you'd be looking at a six to eight foot um, hibiscus plant they did breeding to bring those down into the two, three, and four foot range. So that really puts it into 
a height and a form that can be accommodated in almost any garden site. So their breeding work and, you know, hardiness to minus 30. So we're talking about a really, really tough plant for Midwestern winters. And that has been just a gift to the gardening world. Um, but again, to take care of them, you know, especially with some of the breeding work that was done to to bring more cold hardiness. We don't have to worry so much um, until you get up into four and maybe even, I don't, I'm not sure that they'll survive in a three, I know for sure a four, um, but you may have to give it a little bit of mulch late in winter if you're in very, very colder climates where you're looking at minus 30 to minus 40 just to give it a little bit of added protection to get through the winter. But aside from that, this is an easy plant. Um, naturally, it likes a lot of water, not necessarily standing water, although in some ornamental settings I have seen it put into standing water and they do beautifully. Um, I don't recommend that for the average gardener unless you're really an avid water gardener and know what you're doing, but <clears throat> they will tolerate. Um, a wide variation of soil pH, of water availability. Again, especially with the new breeding that's out there, you'll get you get a little bit more drought tolerance. They do like full sun, and they do like to be fed. So make sure that once those blossoms start, that you are providing a good fertilizer for it so that it can continue to produce some really beautiful flowers for you. And that will happen from midsummer, July, all the way through frost. So we're talking about a tough, hardworking, big flowering plant. With that being said, big flowering, it is a big flowered plant. So you want to make sure that that's what you want in your yard. Um, some of them can have relatively clown-like faces, which I find amusing and interesting, but every gardener is different in what they like to put into their yard. So keep that in mind as you're looking at the different flower colors and types. But give them a shot. It's really a good plant and easy to take care of, easy to grow. Just be a little bit patient with it. Have fun.